With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, everybody, welcome to the Hammer and Rails podcast. I am Jumbo Heroes, also known as Andrew here, being your host today. Uh, it is just Juan and I today as we've got a couple of people on the road um, and everybody's a little busy. we got some folks watching the women's game, but we wanted to get something up for you real quick with just some reaction after Purdue finishes the regular season. 14-4 and four in conference play, Big Ten champs all by themselves. So uh, as I said, we've got Juan here with us. Juan, how you doing? You enjoy that game? That was pretty good. I mean, even though it had pretty much no implication for Purdue, it was pretty nerve-wracking there at the end. Uh, winning that is definitely a huge confidence boots going into the tournament here. Yeah, you know, who would have thought winning a game at Northwestern would give us confidence, you know, going into the tournament? I think it was Roger Sherman, who's a Northwestern grad, tweeted out, it's like, wait, did I just hear that people couldn't hear Jim Nance because Welsh Ryan is loud? Yeah, I had the uh, opportunity uh, a few years back to go to Welsh Ryan with the paint crew. I mean, it was a dead zone. There was no one there. So, you know, as much as I was obviously rooting for Purdue today, it was nice to see that arena come to life, uh, come to life right before, of course, they gut it uh, starting tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I agree. I I was there in 2010 when, unfortunately, Northwestern beat Purdue, uh, where the entire upper sections on both sides were Purdue fans, and yeah, that wasn't fun. Yeah, we always get a pretty good crowd that goes up to uh, up to Northwestern, mostly because you know Chicago right there, and there's a big contingent. Um, plus, it helps that Lafayette, West Lafayette, isn't that far away either. So let's quickly talk about this game, and then we'll look at kind of how we're looking for the Big Ten tournament, and then maybe a quick guess about where we're going to be seeding in the uh, NCAA tournament. So, Juan, I know you've got the stats up for uh, this Northwestern uh, game that just ended. What kind of stands out to you as kind of the reason maybe that Purdue was able to to hold on in that second half and and pull away for the victory? You know, I'm just looking at these just now, um, the whole thing here. And it's honestly, I think, coming down to the fact that Hoyne made a a three in the second half. I was saying at halftime when it was tied up at 37, Purdue has done terrible this year when they have to try to outshoot a team. In all of their six losses, the opposing team scored more than 70 points and only six times as Purdue won where the opposing team scored 70 or more points. So it's not really Purdue's forte if they have to outshoot a team here. And I, shutting them down beyond the arc, well, I mean, they had, Northwestern didn't have too many open looks either. They had to force a lot of those 10 shots here. Uh, so I think that was a good um, second chance points. Northwestern only had 14. It seemed like they had a heck of a lot more. Yeah, uh, and, they, and they started out with six quick second chance points, maybe even eight um, uh-huh. right off the bat there. So that's really good that Purdue um, was able to turn that around. Yeah, I think six of those uh, second chance points actually came off Biggie missing a few rebounds. And I yeah. think that that might have actually fueled him because by the end of the first half, he had nine points and eight rebounds and quickly got his double-double in the second half. Yeah, and he he was angry uh, with himself, especially after that second foul. I think he, he might have also been yelling at is either Edwards or Matthias. Um, I don't think he was happy with their defense, the fact that he had to slide over um, and then cause him mm-hmm. to get that foul. So, you know, it's good to see him playing with all that passion. I mean, that's something that Purdue has kind of lacked in a, in some years past. So it's good to see that. 
Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think his drive and passion has definitely fed off onto the rest of the team. I mean, we're seeing Matthias playing so much harder in the later on in conference play than we did. I mean, he was already improving as is, but I feel like Biggie has had such a huge impact on this team as well. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to dispute that, especially like you said, Matthias. I mean, you know, he had those nine quick points when everybody else on the team was was struggling on offense. We knew we could go to him, which, you know, if you would have told me that two years ago, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, nothing against Dakota Matthias, but he wasn't a guy who could create his own shot. And suddenly he's he's someone who can take you off the dribble and who can come in um, and, and get a quick shot. So he's really improved uh, and, it, and it's really impressed me. Definitely. On a non-related thing, Casey is begging to let it. Let himself <laughs> in the conversation. Do we want to try to make this work? Oh, no. Okay, might as well. I'm in a good mood today. All right, let's see how this works. Oh, no. I've never done this before, and from the editing side of things, like, this is just going to be a disaster. Hello. Do not mess this up. (laughs) We've already started. This is the first time I've added someone into the podcast while we are already recording. All right. It's okay. I'm driving, so I'm so... Oh, Oh, yeah, that's that's (laughs) more reassuring. Um, so breaking news here on the Hammer and Rails podcast, uh, Casey is calling in actually from just outside of uh, Welsh Ryan Arena. He was there covering the game for us, uh, credentialed in the dark of Welsh Ryan. So Casey, what did you see at the game today? A lot of shadows. There was mostly <laughs> darkness. I, it felt like watching a movie like in a movie theater. It was uncomfortable. It was very loud. But I saw a Purdue team that's really talented that even when we're not playing well, we can win a game on the road against an actual NCAA tournament team. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge. Um, And again, like Juan and I said when we started, you know, who would have thought that a a big win at Northwestern or a a win at Northwestern would be big at the end of the season? You know, they've been trending up for a few years and eventually everyone in the Big Ten not named Rutgers is probably going to be good. Rutgers has some what of a chance eventually, right? I mean... They've improved this past year. They went yeah. from sucking a lot to just sucking. Yeah, but it took so, Northwestern like 80 years. True. Yeah. You know, and, and Rutgers has at least been to the Final Four before. So Have yeah. they? Yeah, like in the 60s or something. You know, that was also back when Purdue went to the Rose Bowl and had like a huge, was one of the powerhouses in football. So, you know, it, maybe it's just a cycle. Yeah. You know, we'd be, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the play of Spike Albrecht today, who, as the calendar turns to March, seems to play his best basketball. Um, I mean, he was very disruptive on defense, uh, wound up with a couple steals, and had some great passes uh, in the second half. Casey, did did you notice anything being there live? I mean, just his energy always is he's at 120%, 100% of the time is what I tweeted. He just, he's starting to know. Up, just so you know. I, I go to school for writing. You can just see he's starting to learn his teammates. That pass he made to Caleb was just seeing the floor before everyone else. And to be honest, the biggest thing is Carson Edwards is struggling. Yes. So the fact that we have someone off the bench that can take his minutes is huge. Yeah. So I, I saw somebody on Twitter, and it may have been one of you guys. I apologize. I can't credit them, you know, said that Spike Albrecht is basically Carson Edwards insurance. That was me. I said it. Me. So, I mean, I thought, I thought that was, that was exactly right. Um, you know, Carson is, is going to be the future of the program, but as a freshman, you always want to have a little something in the backup, uh, just in case that things go wrong. And, and as a freshman, you're going to hit a wall and Spike has kind of come on just as Carson has struggled a little bit. So it's been just uh, perfect timing for the, 
two of them. I feel like we definitely need to hear from Juan, though, about Spike. He got to see him at his prime. Is he reminding you of what he was back then? That pass to Biggie, where Biggie just did things to the basket that were not was not safe for children. That was reminiscent of his days at Michigan. You I, are correct. You're not allowed to put balls in children. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but let's well, just appreciate the that's on the Hammer and Rails podcast. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's pretty cool to say that you know Spike had an amazing game, and I think he he technically only attempted one field goal, but he was fouled on that attempt, so I don't know if that actually counts. It doesn't count, yeah, no field goal. Attempt. Yeah, so yeah. that's pretty impressive for us to say Spike had an amazing game, and it, he didn't even have to attempt a field goal. Final thoughts on the Northwestern game, either of you guys, before we move on to look at the Big Ten tournament. Well, once Northwestern makes the tournament, we, they can now go from just being an extraordinary crappy team to eventually going back to just being any normal crappy team now that they have the tournament off their backs. I have two questions. My first is, do we think the officiating with Haas gets better when we get out of the Big Ten? God, I hope so. Because he was crushed tonight, and they didn't call anything. Yeah, Give I mean, it- that's just... That's just the way he's got to live with it, I guess. It's not fair, but as a giant of a man, it takes more. Given the flagrant call they called on him in the Little Rock game, I'm not going to get my hopes up. And then you touched on it. Is Carson just hitting the freshman wall, or do we have to start? Do we think he bounces back in either of the tournaments, or do we have to start worrying about him this year? I I think it's just a wall. I think, you know, give him a, you know, depending on um, how many games Purdue plays in the Big Ten tournament, you know, he'll get a little bit of rest, get his legs back underneath him, and I think he'll He'll be right back to it. I don't think we have anything to worry about long term. I think, if anything, defenses are starting to figure out what Carson does. Like they they can read when he's going about to drive to the lane and drive to the hoop and just shut that off easily for him and force him out of bounds like there was a few times. So he just, you know, has to be able to improve, be able to predict what these defenses are going to be doing and go from there. I mean, he's a freshman. He's got plenty of time. Uh, Looking ahead at this week, I guess, technically starting on Wednesday uh, as the Big Ten tournament uh, out in my neck of the woods now in uh, D.C. I will be there beginning on Friday um, covering the quarterfinals, which will be the first game Purdue is going to play. So that's going to be March 10th at noon. Uh, Purdue will be the first game on Friday, and they will play the winner of Michigan-Illinois. Um, that is the 8-9 game. So, obviously, it would be nice maybe to get that revenge on Michigan after we just kind of got clobbered by them. Um, but I think, obviously, we match up better against Illinois. Um, so, what do you guys think of that first-round opponent and who you would rather see? I don't want anything to do with Michigan at all. Haas and Biggie cannot guard Wagner. It wasn't even the threes. The reason they left him open from three is because he just dropped drove on them and finished like three or four times in a row to start the game. I mean, I'm going to avoid that. I would argue the threes were a big part of why we lost that game. Right. But the reason we had to leave him so open is because he can do damage off the dribble and our big guys just cannot contain him. Yeah, I suppose that's true. So you, you're with me, though. You'd rather see Illinois than Michigan. Yes. Juan, I assume you're the same way. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think uh, a Michigan win helps our resume that much. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think either one is going to gonna help us that much. But I suppose a loss to Illinois might hurt us, although they're they're constantly on the last four in or last four out on the bracket, which is just astounding to me. Yeah, they're really talented. But they, I mean, I don't think they've played their way into the tournament. I tend to like the teams that have a higher ceiling that have been hit or miss throughout the year. And I think Michigan is pretty much like Syracuse last year, getting to the final four. If there were a team on the bubble that had the chance to actually do some damage, Michigan is exactly that kind of team. And I think I'd rather have that in the tournament than, you know, some middling team that will get bounced in the second round. 
I was saying Illinois doesn't belong in the tournament. Oh, oh, definitely not. They don't even belong in the NIT after losing the Rutgers. All right, glad we got that under control. So, (laughs) obviously, that's going to be the quarterfinals. Uh, Purdue has the one seed. Um, Assuming they win that game, uh, the four seed, who would be um, the matchup, assuming the seeding holds, would be Minnesota. Um, And then, as of now, the three seed and two are Maryland and Wisconsin. So, those are a couple teams. Uh, Minnesota, obviously, Purdue had some trouble with. Uh, Maryland was, was a great game, but Purdue walked away victorious and and the same thing was with Wisconsin so I think of of any team in the Big Ten tournament I, I mean it's got to be Minnesota that you don't want to see right actually Minnesota is a win that I won on our resume oh yeah I, I just I just mean from a perspective of which team scares you I get that I, but I don't think a loss in the tournament is going to hurt as much as a win would. that's not the question yes Minnesota scares me pseudo lawyer Ledman here is uh mm-hmm. appearing and I said pseudo lawyer. I'm not calling yeah, you a lawyer you. yet. What about, I mean, what about you, Juan? Is it, I mean, it's got to be Minnesota, right? Or is there some other team you don't want to face? I definitely don't want to face Minnesota, given how hot they've been. But I would love revenge against them. Yeah, um, yeah. See, that's, that's for two. I feel like Purdue could have beaten them had it not been for, what, their 10 straight buckets to start off the game? Yeah, that was rough. Well, that, and we didn't, Dakota really hadn't been unleashed yet as this potential Big Ten defensive player of the year. That I don't. I'd have to watch the game again to remember, but he didn't really guard whoever went off on us, their point guard. Yeah, but even in that game, like Minnesota, like even those opening shots, Minnesota wasn't exactly getting open looks. Like they were decently well guarded. Just yeah, they were hitting tough shots. Yeah, I think honestly, I think Michigan might scare me more than Minnesota. Just matchup wise. I, I understand that. Yeah, that's a good one too. But we're talking about for Saturday, so definitely on Saturday we wouldn't be facing Michigan probably. No, no, we. I mean Friday would be the day we'd face Michigan. I mean it's. It's going to be an interesting tournament. It's always fun. Always some surprises. You never really um, can predict who's going to be there. The seeding hardly ever holds as they go on. So uh, that's what's fun about these these tournaments, especially now that there's going to be five different days. Um, it makes it a little bit different. It makes it more difficult for those last four teams. If you had to make your prediction right now, who's going to win the Big Ten tournament? Give me one team. Casey, will go with you first. I think it's got to be Purdue. If you win a conference by two games and Minnesota's hot, they are still a faulty team that relies on creating havoc and then just making some tough shots. I think Purdue's clearly the best team in the Big Ten. My bias wants to say Purdue, but I'm going to try to step away and then say I think Minnesota is peaking at the right time to possibly make that run the Sunday of the tournament and maybe even win the maybe even win the big tournament. I'm going to say my final game is going to be Purdue Maryland and I'm going to pick Purdue. So Oh, home game. Yeah, so that's where I'm at right now, and I think that'll be tough with the crowd. Should be interesting. Um, so I think we got just one more thing to look ahead. Obviously, a lot can depend on these conference tournaments, but if you had to, to seed Purdue right now, where would you put them? And um, what's your big worry going into the NCAA tournament? Uh, Juan, we'll start with you first on this one. A big worry is definitely the first round, uh, given the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big concern. I mean, these guys, other than Spike, have never won a big, uh, never won a tournament title, so. You know, these guys can't get... You mean a tournament game? A tournament game, yeah. That's what I meant. So, I mean, like, that's definitely looming over them. Uh, I mean, definitely having Spike's going to help, but, you know, they're going to be in the lead maybe in, in the towards the end of a first-round game, and they're thinking... And they might start looking ahead, which probably what happened with Little Rock. Uh, yeah. we'll pro- I'm thinking Purdue will most likely be a four-seed. Um, unless a bunch of teams falter ahead of them and Purdue can win the Big Ten tournament, I really don't see them jumping up to getting a three-seed, just given the way the committee is viewing the Big Ten, um, whether we like it or not. First off, I don't see how we fall out of the four. 
I think the only potential is if we win the tournament, we might reach into a three. I don't look at anyone else's resume and think, oh, yeah, they're clearly more deserving right around that area than we are. We don't have that many losses, and our bad losses are, you know, looking better as the year's gone on. But my worry is a team like Kentucky, someone really athletic, just losing early in their tournament and it costing them a seat or two to where we run into them earlier than we should. I don't think we lose. I think this team is better than last Last year's team by a lot. I don't think what happened in Arkansas or against Arkansas is gonna happen to this team. Don't tell Travis that he'll get he'll get too scared. I know. If you guys know in our thousands of uh, group me messages, you know I'm not uh, beginning of the year and all throughout. I don't think I've been sold on this team as better than last year, but. Uh, you know, I think you're probably you're probably right. You've convinced me that this team is better than the team last year. They, you know, they still have some of the same lapses from time to time, but I think they probably have a higher ceiling um, with the way Biggie plays, with Albrecht coming off uh, the bench and playing like he's uh, he's able to, and Carson Edwards and the the improvement of Dakota Mathias too have have just made this team a whole lot better than I thought they were going to be when we started the year. So uh, I think I'm with I'm with you guys on seeding. I think four is probably as low as we're going to get and three is probably as high uh, as we'll get and then as far as my biggest fear going into the tournament is just somebody with big men who can shoot and who can drive on us I mean like Wagner from Michigan he just you know destroyed our team so I think if we get that we need to come up with a different defensive game plan um, to figure out how we're going to stop that otherwise we could be in for some trouble but Luckily, not many teams have a player like that, you know. I mean, that's kind of that's the unicorn of college basketball. So you won't run into those too often. Yeah, Arizona might beat us by forty, but <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, I suppose. <laughs> So just looking looking back on overall on the season, you know, 14 and 4 in conference, you win the conference outright, not not shared. First outright title for Purdue since 96, am I right? Yep, that's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment regardless of of if the Big Ten's up or down, it doesn't matter. I don't buy into that crap. They outperformed my expectations. They really surprised me. So kudos to Matt Painter and the staff for for really putting in the work, getting the guys that fit the program and fit what he wants to do. Um, you know, from three years ago, we finished last in the conference to to winning it outright this year. And I think n- not enough people give Matt Painter credit for for what he was able to do. Sure, it was his players that got us last, but you know, he recognized his mistake. He recruited a different type of player, and he got us where we are now. So I, I think he deserves the praise that so many people deny him, uh, especially in our fan base, who who for whatever reason just don't seem to like him at this point. So, um, what are you guys' final thoughts on the? season um Juan will go with you first and then we'll let Casey wrap it up before we head out of here well I'm just thinking back to when Purdue finished last in the conference I think it was Vincent Edwards who tweeted while Purdue was finishing last he was just like can't wait to get to Purdue and change the direction of this ship and it's great seeing that 2014 class accomplishing what they wanted to do and now it's off to the next goal and you know competing in the Big Ten tournament winning titles a few more titles Casey, how about yourself? What's your what's your kind of look back at the season? I think this last game was really fitting. I think we have three kids who have done it in three separate ways. Vincent Edwards has been great since he's got here, do everything. Dakota Mathias came here as a one-way player who could shoot and pass, and Caleb came in as a five-star stud. And all of them have improved so much that literally this game and this entire season has come down to, at most times, we have two of the three best players on the court, and any of those three could be those players at any time. 
I mean, that's amazing to think about, you know, especially the improvement of this team as they've gone forward, the improvement of these players. Um, that's something that I think you've seen out of Painter year after year. Uh, that yeah, it's remarkable. It, it doesn't get enough press, in, in my opinion. Agreed. So um, I think that's going to do it for us. We just wanted to get a quick one up um, as we celebrate the outright Big Ten title um, and finishing the Big Ten season 14-4. and four. So Purdue is Ooh. next in action, as we said, Friday here in Washington, D.C. at the Verizon Center. Uh, they're going to be playing at noon on a Friday. So for those of you stuck at work, good luck, I guess. I hope you got good, good <laughs> service. Hope you got good internet service at work. Otherwise, take a day off, you know? Yeah, you yeah. deserve it. You deserve well, it. Get that Big Ten victory. I mean, that or save it for the NCAAs next week. Well, okay, that's fine, too. That's fine, too, I guess. All right, so from everybody here at Hammer and Rails, I want to thank you guys for listening, and uh, pay attention to the site this week, as I'm sure we're going to have a lot of stuff preparing for the Big Ten Tournament and the NCAA Tournament. Boiler up. Boiler up.